with your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, the Larson baby. family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, I have my co-host back for a second week, <laughs> top equestrian, Daniela Mogel. She is a five-star eventer and the only female non-military that ever competed in eventing for her country, Mexico. Yes. Very excited to have you back. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for you returning. Thank you for And he's real. I live. Yes, he lives. <laughs> he's not just a great voice on the phone. Dr. Adam Kayok from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care is actually here in the studio with us. Hey. <laughs> I've made him eat some pork pie already. <laughs> from Great Britain. I'll subject Daniela to that later. <laughs> when I hear that. That's right. It's amazing actually, isn't it? It's pretty good. It's not yeah, too shabby, good. is no, it? No, no, not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's what they say stuff. about British food. <laughs> I don't believe them. It's really good, especially bangers and match. <laughs> I'm going to start off with some news <clears throat> in this segment. Then we're going to chat to Dr. Adam Kayot about some of the challenges he faces being a veterinarian, which is actually, a, and it, we were talking before the show, and he actually shared an interesting one with me that I hadn't really thought about, but it fits. So that will be in the next segment. Uh, then we actually have a pre-recorded segment with Hall of Famer Steve Haskin talking a little bit about the Haskell. Um, Midnight Bourbon, who did an amazing job saving himself, getting back up, and not hurting his jockey, avoiding his jockey. Really the hero of that race, for sure. Um, and Steve shares a little bit of his opinion on that race and also a little bit about the, the whip situation um, and, and how it's not really a whip even, considering it's just a piece of leather that is a great warning uh, when you're on a 30 mile an hour race course. So uh, we're going to hear that from Steve and uh, great, he's always wonderful to have on the show, always so interesting, lots of information. And then uh, we're actually going to have Katie on the show. We talked a little bit about her and her amazing mule and some of the things that she's advocated for mules that are uh, just incredible. And we're going to talk to Katie Wetland a little bit later on. And then we have Del Shields from Best of America by Horseback, the most popular horse riding show on television on RFD TV. Uh, Del Shields is now the host, um, as Tom C has set down, uh, set back for a little bit and is um, taking a rest and recovering from some heart problems and Dell has taken over and is uh, kind of running that show now and hopefully we'll be coming here to Ocala we hope this winter so we'll chat to him a little bit and maybe he'll sing for us he's wow. the singing poet is yes, he? he's wonderful. amazing yes oh, hear that. oh he's wonderful he's actually making us a song for the show. <laughs> he's not he is All right. <laughs> you know that's great it's fantastic awesome. yes so, um, a little bit of horse news, first of all. The U.S. got Team Silver. How cool and was that? Yeah. That was fantastic. That? Yeah, that's great news. Yes, it's very exciting. And actually, I was just reading that they, um, the dressage team finished the competition and they won the silver. They haven't, the first time they won the silver medal. 70? No, 48. 1948. Oh, was it? 70 years, yeah. That's 70 years. Oh, you see, that's why I'm right. <laughs> Something like that. 70 years. That's yeah. crazy. That's no. a long time. Isn't that's it? amazing. Well, yeah. they have a really good team. They do. They do have. And a they really all good qualified team. individually. That's well. amazing. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. So Germany won't imagine that. The gold. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, you know those Germans. But. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but third was the Brits. Yeah. So the Brits got their butts kicked by, by the, the Americans. By the U.S. <laughs> by the U.S. Imagine that. Anyway, hats off uh, to the gold winners, to the Germans. 
uh, to America, the silver, well done, uh, fantastic team, and then uh, the bronze for Great Britain. So well done on team dressage, very, very impressive. Yeah. Yes, well done. Good. Uh, last week we mentioned very sadly that um, Annie Goodwin, a, a wonderful event rider, um, sadly uh, passed away in an accident, in a, a schooling accident, and very, very saddened by that. And of course, our prayers and thoughts go out to all connected. But um, they have actually started an Annie Goodwin Rising Star Fund, hmm. um, which is going to be to help benefit up-and-coming event riders, young equestrians who want to get into the sport. And I don't think there's anything that Annie would like better than a fund that actually will go to help others learn to be as good as she was, because she certainly was an incredible uh, equestrian, amazing eventer. So um, that was Aiken Horse Park that set up that foundation. So uh, well nice. done, mm -hmm. Aiken Horse Park. And um, I can't think of a better way of uh, memorializing somebody uh, who did such an incredible job at her sport and was so well loved by so many. Um, Sonoma Horse Park unfortunately had a warm blood come up July 25th with EHV1 and uh, sadly had to be euthanized. Um, another two horses were febrile as well after that so they've been obviously quarantined and are being checked but just a heads up there um, in California in the Sonoma Park area whenever we hear about that we worry right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely get your horses vaccinated. Yes absolutely mm -hmm. this is your guy right here. <laughs> Katie Wetland says 1776 round two horse version. What's that? What? Hold on. Gigi speaking. 1776. Round two. Oh, oh, very funny. Okay. Got it. Well got done, it, got Katie. It, got yes. It, got Sorry, yeah. I'm like 1776. Even I wasn't around then. <laughs> yeah. Now I got you. Yeah, you're right. Round two. Yeah. Yeah, we got For our butts Katie. whooped. Yes. Well done, Katie. Well, she's listening. Yeah, right. You know. That's good. She's ready. Her and her mule are listening, right? <laughs> so any other news in the horse world that you want to share with us? Got anything going on big in eventing? Other than well, you? No. You're a big deal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, eventing starts this weekend, so we'll be watching. Of course we will. We'll be watching. We will, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and the equestrians, um, the female equestrians do wear clothes in the equestrians' pockets. <laughs> yes, right. I, I had to share that because I saw so much on social media about why do women not wear many clothes oh, in the non-equestrian sports. I was, I was looking at that about the volleyball players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Equestrians wear what we call jodhpur pants. <laughs> Sometimes England, we wear right too, many right. clothes, too many clothes. Too many clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Too That's many right. clothes. I That's wish right. we had to wear less clothes. Less clothes. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you know, it was funny you say that, but it, when I saw the picture of the of the dressage riders in the in the team when they put the right. Stephen Peters in. They're and sweating. They are. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed is their white bridges are never white anymore, even at the Olympics. No. How do you no. keep you white? Can't. You don't. You, can't. you don't. That's the answer. You don't. It's not possible, no. is it? No. I had a friend, well, a friend, uh, an acquaintance that um, we took him to the World Equestrian Center to watch some shows. And uh, we sit down to eat. And he said to me, look at that. Please never buy white bridges. They look terrible. I'm like, we, we well, have, you to. have to. You have to. But yeah, that's a very stupid rule. So if we can change it, that'll be yes, fantastic. Yes, not a whole lot of options. Although I heard it changed. Really? It changed. In dressage, you can wear whatever. Which is, oh. That's what they say. Why? I can never wear white. Everything ends up on white for me. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not, not... Going to put a poster up for you. Hopefully Gigi can um, pop that up for us. We've got a bit of an exciting event going on at the Florida Horse Park. Thank you to Miller and Sons Plumbing who <coughs> always jump in and support um, wonderful horse events. We have a young lady who is going to the Paralympics. Um, she is a dressage rider. Uh, she had a tumor in her left arm that had to be removed and it was very close to the nerve and did quite a lot of damage. She kind of had to learn to ride all over again and, and really compensate special reins and everything. Her name is Kayla van der Walt. She lives here in Ocala. She would like to get to the Olympics, but there's a lot of expenses uh, for her to, to get there. So we are going to do what we call hobby horse gymkhana, but I found out Americans don't know what hobby horses are or gymkhanas. <laughs> so it's actually a stick horse. <laughs> 
equestrian games. Okay? So that's what it means to all of you who've messaged me and say, what's a hobby horse? What's a hobby horse? But I love you anyway. Make sure you come down July 31st, Florida Horse Park. Thank you, Jason mm. Reynolds, for helping us. Nine to two with a meet and greet of some real horses, not hobby horses, and a parade at the end. Should be a lot of fun. Stay with us. We're coming back with Dr. Adam Kayok to tell us about the troubles he comes across being a horse veterinarian. But he gets through it all and still shows up here smiling. Yep, we'll be right. back in just a minute. Stay with us. show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm the host, Louisa Barton. I've got my co-host in the studio. She actually came back for more. Top five-star eventer, Daniela Mogel, and Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith is here with us. Dr. Kayot, thank you for joining us in person. <laughs> You're very welcome. You know, once you've been, once you have to come back, right? It's the rule. Gotta come back. <laughs> I'll be here. So now you know, now you know he's handsome as well as an expert, so <laughs> okay. it's good, thank right? You. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Kayot, talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges of being an ambulatory vet. Um, I know some of them are clients like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aside from the rough clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's just start at the top. Being an ambulatory vet is pretty much a labor of love for us, mostly. Um, certainly, it, it can provide a nice living and that sort of thing, but there are certainly challenges that we, we face as ambulatory practitioners. Uh, one being dealing with a 1,000 to 2,000 pound animal that sometimes doesn't like you a whole lot. That's number one. <laughs> Especially if he's not feeling all that well. Uh, right. Not feeling all that well. That's, that's right. Um, uh, uh, with any veterinarian, obviously, our patients can't talk. They can't necessarily tell us what's right. wrong with them. Makes it that makes it difficult, but but primarily being a uh, a horse vet, um, you don't have you're working out in a barn, you're working in 96 degree heat, you know. Um, <clears throat> here in here in Marion County, we don't have too much of a problem, but um, there's a whole big 
problem with a lack of horse veterinarians anymore coming mm -hmm. out of vet school. Um, you can make a better living, have better hours, um, and have a more rounded life, typically, if you wanted to do small animal. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in a good spot because I, I work at a large practice and we can share uh, emergency duty, but your typical horse vet or large animal vet is, you know, a single guy, single gal out there and they're covering emergencies 24 hours a day unless they can partner up with another practitioner in the area and they can share those and sometimes that can get a little hairy because what happens if the client likes you better and, and so mm -hmm. that makes it a challenge. Um, so that makes it a real problem for work-life balance yes. and, and um, it's, it's, a big, it's a big hot topic in the veterinary world right now because um, it, it is a struggle and, and, and not to mention the fact that um, so many women are now coming into the veterinary field and obviously they have, you know, they want to have a family. They're, they're responsible for carrying the baby and, and that makes a whole different challenge, you know, yes. uh, as far as, as, far as uh, being able to practice and be pregnant and, and that sort of thing. So we're trying to bring the, um, the, the equine practice into a, a, a little bit more balanced focus on the, the veterinarian and, and, how, and how that can be. But we are, we are really experiencing a, 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 a void of equine vets that are coming out really? of school. Yeah, that's, I didn't knew that. It's it's actually alarming, and and the the uh, you know the, the AAP, the Florida Association of Equine Practitioners, they're all trying to um, do these programs to introduce um, um, prospective students to veterinary medicine and equine practice as it is, and um, you know because it is a problem, and um, there there are many equine veterinary jobs that are going unfilled now and and that's and that's an issue um like what well there's surge, surgeon jobs that are out there that we heck at peterson smith we've had a, a surgery a job open for several months now no way yeah oh wow yeah. i mean so it's it's uh you know it's that's definitely a challenge it's a challenge mm -hmm. and and you know it it's it's like i said it's it's a lifestyle it's a labor of love for us mm -hmm. you know um why did you choose it as your career did you always know that you know wanted anything. to be a <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, well i so so i grew up you know i grew up showing hunters and jumpers and uh i, I looked around and i knew i wanted to be How in did that I not industry know that about you? Oh, well, see learn something you new can today. jump yeah. Oh, absolutely. you're competing yeah. at the horse park this Saturday <laughs> over the jumps, Dr. K, aren't you? Yeah, that great. was fun. Give me my yeah. hobby horse. I'm going to count your strides and Meter everything. 20. Meter 20. <laughs> yeah. This I'm going to tell Oh, my you God. Be careful camera. with what you say yeah, in this right, show. Right, yeah. Right, be careful right. with it. So I looked around and I said, well, who makes a nice living in this in this industry? <laughs> you know? And so vet makes a nice living. If you're a good trainer, you make a, you can make a nice living. Other than that, it's a little rough. So, um, uh, so I said, well, I think I can do this. I, you know, uh, um, I think I'm smart enough to do this, <laughs> and it, it worked out. But um, that's that's kind of the way it way it led. I love horses. You know, um, they were just have always been part of my life. You know, so um, that's how it led me down that path. But. Um, by the grace of God and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I'm here 20 years later. But you know, <laughs> that's true. That's the way it worked. But uh, I mean, obviously, it, it is a challenge. You know, it, it's a challenging field to be in, but um, it's a good field, and we hope that we can make it uh, attractive to, to prospective students as yeah. they come in. And certainly, as something that we've been working in my in my day role, which is with the chamber. You know, one of the things that we worked on. Uh, last year was getting our new school superintendent to come and meet with key people in the mm -hmm. equine industry and uh, um, actually came and, and met with a group about eight or nine of us and as a result of that they've actually decided moving forward next year to add equine studies as an elective mm -hmm. at one of our high schools here mm -hmm. in the county as a result of that whole conversation mm -hmm. with the hope that you know with children having that elective as an option they'll go and learn more about horses mm -hmm. and those could be some future veterinary students Absolutely. or farriers or you know uh, yeah. techs or mm -hmm. or something but we're just trying to get 
because one of the things I see as a big problem is those young people who can't afford to have access to horses, mm -hmm. either lessons or own a horse, may be intimidated Absolutely. by horses, but given the opportunity Absolutely. to learn and Absolutely. be around horses may make them Absolutely. go, wait a minute, I want to do a horse career. And yeah. any horse career would be helpful yeah. in mean, the horse capital. Right? Let's face so, it, the majority of the majority of kids have had a dog or a cat right. or something like that. Yes. And, and that's, you know, and, and, and that makes it a lot easier for them. They're more familiar with that, you right. know. And then you've got all there aren't so many kids that have been a, exactly right. that have been able to to have yeah, horses or right. cattle or whatever, you know. Exactly. So it, it makes it um, you know it makes it a, a, a challenge. The other thing that we haven't really touched on, but I mean debt, student debt is a huge it's deal. A huge deal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it is. So when when you're when you're looking at coming out and being a, an equine veterinarian, you start on the bottom of the pay scale as far as on the average student coming out of school, exactly. you know. So, but you still have, I mean, there's kids two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars of student exactly. loan, yeah. and you're looking like, how the heck am I going to pay that back right. at this at this level? Right. You know. So, that's a that that right. is a challenge in it's of itself, in and itself. it's a whole another ball of wax as far as schooling and the veterinary schools and how they can help with that sort of thing and, and government programs and things like that. So to help make it more affordable so that right. it is something so that it becomes somebody, more attractive. Yeah, you know? because that is a challenge coming out of school period, but more so when it's a higher amount of money. Absolutely. And it obviously a long term program like becoming a veterinarian it's quite a few years of yep. school. Those yep. are some big bills to pay back. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you're right, entry level that's it, tough. It's something that's you know, that that's a big it's it's a obviously it smacks you in the face when you when you get out of there. No doubt, absolutely, that makes sense. Well, very interesting topic. Something I hadn't thought about. I know that many parts of the equine industry have seen uh, issues with getting employees and and finding people for workforce, and as I think that is across the board often. But very good point, like debt and and schedule, and not being fortunate necessarily to work for Peterson and Smith Equine <laughs> Hospital right. in complete care, who has an yeah. ambulatory force to share that on call that and yeah. have a actually have a life as well. So Dr. Yeah. Kayot, thank you so much for you sharing bet. that with My us. Pleasure. Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital and Complete Care. We'll be right back with our first segment this week with Steve Haskin about the Haskell and whips and more. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, Plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. Got my favorite guest on the show. Don't the rest of you be upset. He's our Hall of Fame turf writer, Steve Haskin. Welcome to the show, Steve. It's lovely to have you back. I'm sure you'd say that to all the guests. No, only you. Just you. <laughs> Listen, it's not every day we have Hall of Famers on this show, you know. It's pretty special. I just made, I just made that up. <laughs> you did, sure. Uh, Steve, let's talk a little bit about another bit of a crazy year, especially as far as the Derby and the Haskell goes. And uh, I read your incredible uh, column on Secretariat.com about the Haskell, and I loved all the things that it pointed out. Most especially, I loved how it pointed out the 
um, incredible nature of the thoroughbred horse. And I'm a, I'm a big thoroughbred fan for actually a number of sports. I love even seeing them post-racing, uh, winning in the three-day eventing and the show jumping. And, and they're such versatile horses and, and such a wonderful breed. And I think what Mid Midnight Bourbon did to um, regain his footing and get up and avoid the jockey, Paco Lopez, was incredible. Can you comment on that? for our listeners and viewers? Well, to me, you know, you can look at the first two finishes as obviously the stars, the way they battle to the wire. You know, two very, very game horses. But to me, Midnight Bourbon was the uh, unsung hero because without his heroics and his athleticism, uh, who knows what kind of a disaster this could have been. As it is, you know, watching it on TV... It happened so fast, I know. and he went down so hard that I instinctively turned away. We all did this. Think, thinking he, it, it was a breakdown. I mm -hmm. mean, I said, I thought he, he had broken down, and I thought he had fallen to, to the ground. And I, it was just awful. And then next thing I know, they're going over the finish line, and I see him running. <laughs> and I said, oh, wait a second. A horse can't fall to the ground like that and get up i'm saying I, I don't i don't get what happened because i thought for sure that he had broken down you know having seen any breakdowns yeah. including right right in front of me was you know go for one which is the same thing when the horse just falls like that and stumbles and i didn't realize until i saw the replay that he didn't fall but he actually in some ways did because if you watch the replay in slow motion all four legs are, are on the ground, and his belly mm -hmm. is on the ground. He literally had fallen and somehow managed to pick himself up. And, you know, Paco Lopez didn't fall when he went down. He fell when he was trying to get up. Right. He, he, he fell off the side of his neck yeah. as he was getting up. And watching again in slow motion how he contorted his body to avoid him, I know. Because if you look at it, and I froze it you know, several times, and, pa and Paco Lopez is laying right underneath him with his front legs behind, in, in front of him and his hind legs behind him. So he had already avoided him with his front legs. And you could see him actually turn his body around and somehow get, get over him, have had the, the wherewithal to know to avoid him i know it's instinctive that they try to right but you have to be athletic to do it the way he did because listen there have been a lot of cases where jockeys have fallen and the horses have tried to avoid them but couldn't it's true. and all of this happened in a matter of seconds so he had to avoid him actually twice but getting up the way he did and then having like i said having the wherewithal to immediately because you talk about a horse who's frightened yeah, you know, I mean, he, he basically, you know, had fallen and got himself up and you, it's got to be a traumatic experience for him. And for him to avoid Paco Lopez the way he did and then take himself to the and people don't notice this, too. But then he took himself way to the outside to avoid all the other horses in the race. So it was I, I just thought that he just he just saved the day. He did because who knows, who knows what would have happened oh it could have been it could have been horrible and you know i i never want to see a horse hurt in any sport uh, and and sadly unfortunately it does happen sometimes and it's devastating and i know all of us turn our face at the very possibility of of wanting to see that happen and, and turning to look away and and then you don't see actually what happened in 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 most cases you don't want to but in this case the outcome was fantastic as far as um, the horse able to get himself back on his feet, avoid the jockey, um, the jockey not not get hurt, and 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 everything actually okay on that end. And you even went to visit Midnight Bourbon, I think, within a few days of that. I um, did. I did go to visit. Yeah. First of all, um, you know, I, I as Steve as Ashburn's assistant Scott Blassi, I know I know very well. Um, I went very well, but you know, we're we're close. We text a lot, and mm -hmm. you know. We've always been very friendly, and whenever I text him about any of his horses, you know he's always great about getting back to me. So I texted him and asked him how the horse was doing, 
and he sent me a video and I don't know I don't know if, if you've seen the video of him after he got back when they put him out in the round pen no well he sent me a video of him in the round pen and he's rolling and rolling and rolling in the round pen and it jumps to his feet and starts running around the round pen and <laughs> bucking and kicking and I said oh my god this is like the next morning I couldn't believe it so I was in Saratoga uh, last week and of course, I went to go uh, went to go visit him, and we went back there. Uh, a friend of mine came, and I took him back because he loved the horse. So I, we met up, and I took him back to the barn to see the horse. And he was he was he had just come off the track, and he was uh, being washed down. And so I spoke to uh, one of the other assistants, was, was a very nice gal named Sarah, and she told me that you know he came back. He had he did have some cuts and scrapes, but you know, they're, they're fine and he's feeling good. And I watched him and he looks great. He was acting great. Like nothing had happened. And the only thing I could hope for now is that one day he'll, he'll get that grade one that he's been searching for, for such a long time. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's run, he's run so hard yeah. you know, going back to his victory in the Lacombe and he's always been right there, but Either he's been unable to catch a horse, or or he did get the lead, and and a horse like Rombauer ran the race of his life to go right. by him in the Preakness. Right. But he always he's always right there. He just needs to mature. He you know he's a Tis now, and at this time um, in Tis now's career, not many people knew who he was. It's true. You know he had won the Affirmed. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody really know knew much about Tis now until he ran against older horses in the uh, Pacific Classic and ran, you know, ran a very credible race and won the Super Derby. And we all know what he did after that. But at this time, we really didn't know because he was late developing. And he reminds me physically. In fact, earlier, a few months ago, I posted on Facebook facing headshots of Tisnow and Midnight Bourbon. And they look Steve, so much alike, that, same blaze. Hold that thought for me. Just let, We're going to run to break real quick, but we're okay. going to keep you with us. Gigi just gave me the the signal so we're just going to uh, end this segment but we're going to have more with Steve Haskin be right back equestrians it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse so get down to Pulse Center of Ocala the PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com welcome back to the horse talk show you never heard of a talking horse well listen to this <laughs> with your host louisa barton what does it feel like to be in love with a horse presented by palm chevrolet your hometown chevy experience back in the saddle again now here's your pretty pretty louisa you're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. Second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, I have five-star eventer Daniela Mogel here, mm -hmm. and Dr. Adam Kayok from Peterson & Smith equine hospital and complete care and joining us by phone we have a very special guest we have katie wetland here and uh, she is an equestrian she also works for the boys and girls club and she's a mule advocate katie <laughs> it's lovely to have you with us on the show welcome 
Hello, nice to meet you. Sorry, <laughs> my internet's not being cooperative, but I'm happy to be on the phone. That's okay. We're happy to have you, and we've got some great photos and videos and things to share of you uh, with your wonderful and very, very beautiful mule. And um, we got a chance to talk about you a little bit last week, but tell us your story because it's really cool what you managed to pull off with some very hard work for two years and some petitioning and, uh, and a wonderful accomplishment for mules. And actually, Dr. Kayot admired your extremely attractive mule right before yeah. the show. Yeah. He yeah. said, wow. That was a good looking <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Um, actually, funny enough, on that note, I'm not the only professional to be um, kind of awestruck by Mjolnir. Um, I sent him in to a USHJA confirmation judging panel where they judged the confirmation based on um, what you did. So they sent in, you know, dressage, eventing, uh, cow horses, all sorts were invited to join in on this panel. Um, and all you had to do is put your, your equine's age, what they did, and their name. And that was all the information that they were allowed to have. No and the mm -hmm. judge picked the equine best suited to their job based on confirmation. It was an over hour long panel with probably like 50 some odd horses. And out of all of them, Mjolnir's at the very end, quite clearly the only mule present, because of course he is. And out of every What's single horse name? there, he said, mule this man. one is most confirmationally fit to their job. That's so fun. And just freaked out about it. But um, Mjolnir is a very interesting story. Yeah. I've always been competing in A-shows. Um, on my warm blood, Bugsy, love him to death. I've had him for 10 years this year. Uh, he's taken me everywhere from you know, under two foot to a meter 20. And um, we've jumped higher than that at home, but competed at meter 20. Aww. And so that's what I was used to, you know, the big A shows where everyone's got their high, high up and to do fancy warm bloods and didn't really explore outside of that. Well, when I went to military school at Virginia Military Institute for college, I saw my first mule. And you just can't deny those big black eyes and those big old ears. And I said, that is the cutest thing that oh, that's I've ever funny. seen in my entire life. What is that? And they were like, that's a mule. I said, I have to have one. And so I spent five years doing all the research that I could about mules because I'd never even heard of them before now, which I, is surprising to me. Lots of people don't know that that hybrid exists, period. She probably um, knows more about mules than you, Dr. Oh, Cameron. probably, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. So I spent a long time doing research, learned everything that I could, talked to experts, um, and just got advice on getting my first one. And I stupidly, by the way, I would not advise anyone to do the same thing that I did, just so happened to work out for me. Um, got my first mule for uh, essentially a straight trade for my motorcycle. And that no, no. Nice. I got, Pulls I got power for mule power. Uh, two years old for a thousand dollars um and the poor guy was locked away on a quarter horse racetrack in south texas he's by a or out of i'm sorry a dash for cash mare um mm. who was racing at the time whenever i went to go and see him for the first time in a stall that was made out of concrete by himself facing oh. away from everything Aww. he would just stared at an open field and i just felt so bad for this little guy I showed up he's got these big black eyes and they're like yeah he doesn't really know much you can kind of put a halter on him we'll see what happens i was like okay sweet let him go in the round pen for the first time in that month they said and they hadn't let him out that that month yet oh um and he ran around for a while, bucking and farting and all that good stuff. And then he turned and came straight up to me and just stared at me. And he reached out and poked me with his nose on my chest. And I said, I'm taking him home. Here's a thousand dollars. And so started my then pretty much feral mule experience where it took me a while to gain his trust as you do with, um, you know, especially mules. They tend to bond to one person in particular. 
um, once I had that confidence in him, he displayed an interest in jumping. And I'd like to point out, I never bought the mule with the intention of him being a show jumper. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted this cute little animal that I could ride around for fun because my horse, Bugsy, um, who is now 25 years old, was getting up there in age. And I wanted a fun project while I looked for my next warm blood. Um, this 13-3 hand mule became my next warm blood. Um, <laughs> That's but, funny. I want to point yeah. out. I didn't buy him with that intention. And these had six foot panels. And I was like, it's okay, buddy, I'll be right back. And he's panicking on the other side of the round pen because he'd become my best friend. And I went to go catch these horses, and I hear this bang. And I turn around, and this mule's on the other side of the panel just oh, staring at me on the outside of the round pen. And I was like, oh, my God, and ran over and grabbed him. And he just stood right there waiting for me. And I said, all right, let's see what you can do then, and set up a fence. And he cleared 3-9 his first time going over a fence. Just he shot me in. Very cool. yeah. And I was like, all right, you're going to be a jumper mule. And so <laughs> I'm on the path to becoming a jumper. And I will advise, let the petty drive you. Um, I was told no by a show with 10 people entering in it, <laughs> a little local show that said, no, you can't compete because he's not a horse. <gasps> and I said, well, that's fine. I'll just change the whole rule. Really? <laughs> just go the whole way. You. That's right. Ended up making some great friends along the way during the two-year petitioning process. Um, Whitney has become a very, uh, a very, I'm going to call her as close a friend as you can get over the internet, um, as well as, oh, jeez, I hate that I'm blanking on her name, but there's a whole slew of people in the background that helped me with this petition, and I couldn't have done it without them. Um, my sister, Addie, uh, Malinsky now was then Addie Whitland, uh, helping me through uh, and just encouraging me throughout the whole process. And she's not a mule person. She'll always be a warm blood person. She thinks mules are hysterical and loves his antics. But it was definitely a very unique experience. And everywhere that I've gone with him during the petitioning process, I was told that, you know, horses will always lose their minds if they encounter a mule. And so I said, no, they won't. And I'll prove it to you. And when showed him at places where I, of course, asked permission to bring my mule first. And if they accepted, I would show up and never in my time of showing him between you know, the high up and fancy to do warm bloods um, or the cow ponies that came to compete or the Arabians that, you know, typically spook at everything. No one batted an eye at me on there. Through all of the times that I have been to shows with him, there hasn't been a single horse to have an adverse reaction to him. If anything, funny enough, they're drawn to him and they like follow him around like a moth follows a flame. And it's adorable because <laughs> this big white warm blood decided that Mjolnir was his personal pet at one show and would not leave us alone in the schooling arena that's amazing and um, what an incredible uh, amazing story and amazing accomplishment katie i i hate to cut you short because i'm loving this story i can't believe it Gigi just told us there's only a minute left in this segment so it really flew by um but we'd love to have you back on again in the future if you'd like to come back and tell us some more about your accomplishment of uh of getting this uh, actually to allow mules to be shown is absolutely amazing at rated shows so i think uh wow over the jumps i love to see it we're impressed great story, aren't we yeah, great story yeah. congratulations you. you're uh, you're incredible hats off well done yeah we i love your story personally i really really love it we um, love it you guys look amazing and yeah we think you're both gorgeous. Yeah, both of you. Straight up. Both of right. you together. <laughs> so Thank it makes you. me very happy to be able to hear this Thank from you. you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing with us, Katie. And we'll have you back on the show. We're going to break. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Del Shield. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. 
but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. I am your host, Finest Alfalfa. I'm Louisa Butler. In the studio, I have Daniela Mobel. She is a five-star eventer who competed for Mexico, her country. Uh, that's an honor to have you back. Thank, Thank you. you for inviting me. And joining us now, we have Del Shields from Best of America by Horseback. He is the host. He's also the executive producer. And he's a singer. Del, <laughs> it's lovely to have you with us. It's good to be back, Louisa. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you lately. I know there have been some big changes. Yeah, we are uh, uh, taking on the opportunity to expand Best of America by Horseback Television Show and, and the events that Tom and Pat C. have uh, built for 17 years now. And so Tom has uh, extended an opportunity to me to help expand the show and so I'm now producing shows and hosting, and uh, it's quite an honor. That's incredible. You were already doing a phenomenal job as co-host, and we love Thank Tom you. C., of course. He's such a great Absolutely. guy. Um, but moving forward, you're going to be traveling quite a bit more, coming to some different places to ride. And for those of you who've watched the show, uh, it's incredible. It makes you want to be on your horse right there um, but if you haven't watched it you certainly should tune in uh, and and check it out it's uh, absolutely wonderful tell us about some of the places that you hope to go and some of your favorite stops so far well there's a lot of favorite stops that we've had in 17 years um, so it's kind of hard to pick out all the favorites but this next week is going to be a real highlight. We are traveling out to West Yellowstone, Montana, mm -hmm. to the Diamond P Beautiful. Ranch. Beautiful. Beautiful. I will, uh, a week, two weeks from today, I'll be riding on the uh, Top of the World ride on the Great Divide. And hmm. so uh, we'll be getting to ride in some beautiful country that I've not seen before. And so looking forward to that. We're looking forward to some more rides out west. Um, Bryce Canyon perhaps next year and and uh, some areas out there that I'm hoping to explore uh, and take some folks with us to ride. Tell us about some travel tips and things that challenges that you've kind of faced. You've got a big group of people usually riding with you and you're riding in a new place to you. Um, what are some of the things, and obviously horses can be picky, yours probably aren't because they've traveled, but water can taste different from state to state. Um, you've got to think about how horses are going to adapt to maybe different climate, different temperature. What are some of those things that you face as you go from place to place? Do we still have you down? 
I don't hear him. Did we lose him? Del, can you hear us? Yes. Oh, yes. good. There you are. Yes. The joys of internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, um, an example would be next week. We'll be traveling through Yellowstone National Park, and so the hay, uh, the feed that you take through there has to be certified weed-free, and folks don't always know that uh, beforehand, but uh, with some of the feed options we have today, you know, bagged, bagged alfalfa and Timothy hay feeds and things of this nature um, solve those problems for us. So uh, it's just a matter of doing a little research and then years of uh, traveling. You, you jot down a few of these notes and try to spread those around and uh, certainly helps folks in their travels. Absolutely, and I visited Yellowstone. It's beautiful, it's, isn't it? It's gorgeous. So Daniela is a five-star three-day eventer. She actually competed for Mexico in eventing. She's the only female non-military that ever has, which is pretty awesome. Um, Daniela, have you trail ridden much? I have, and in Mexico we like to do it, and I really... When I started riding for the first time, we did a lot of trail rides, so I really enjoy it. But one, one thing I always wonder is when you trail ride for several days, how is that you take care of the horses? What if you lose a shoe or if a horse gets sick? or where did you sleep? How do you manage all that challenges? Sure, there's lots of logistics that go along with traveling. And so we try to research an area that we're going to be riding in and, and uh, we will actually contact um, a veterinarian's office in that area that would agree to be somewhat on call for us and they oftentimes suggest uh, farriers that are in the area that may be able to take care of those issues and so it's just a matter of doing a little bit of homework and uh, making some phone calls and setting some things up uh, so that you can take care of those issues and and kind of have a little bit of peace of mind knowing right uh, before you go that those things are in place right so I'm going to shock all of our viewers because I had to read an email from Dell about four <laughs> times before I realized what it actually meant. But we're going to share a picture of Dell riding naked. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. There he is, riding naked. You, oh, yes, you, saw it. you saw it on the horse talk show. Uh, he's, he's riding naked. I love oh, yeah. that. I had That's to reread it like five times. That's the name. He's a great horse. horse. <laughs> He's a great horse. He's, naked. I, He's a very good looking I, horse. He's beautiful. I rode naked from Mexico. That was a that was an awesome ride. <laughs> you ever ridden naked from Mexico? <laughs> no, but I guess I have to try now. <laughs> Apparently you do. Um, if you're listening on the radio, don't worry, Naked is a horse. That's the name of the horse. You better just clarify. So we're Thank going to play yes, some little pieces of music for you that, um, that Del writes and sings because I'm so impressed. Actually, I met him here in the Ocala area and he was singing and had his guitar with, uh, with him at one of their events here. So we definitely want to have him back here in Ocala, but we'll, we'll share. Gigi's got some, some, a few songs. Gigi, can we have a little clip of music, please? Brushes her hair back, melts him with her smile. From under his hat brim. That. That's amazing. 
<laughs> what do you think of that? That is Have very we got an amazing pretty. voice? Oh, we've only got a minute. So Dale is going to stay with us for a second segment. We're going to come back in just a minute on the Horse Talk Show. I hope you enjoyed listening to Katie Wetland. I'm going to ask her to come back and be on the show with us again. That was pretty special as well. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the last segment of the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, in the studio with my friend, five-star eventer, Daniela Moga. Uh, and we have Dell Shields with us from Best of America by Horseback, the host and uh, also executive producer of the most popular trail riding show on television, that's on <laughs> RFD TV. They go on some amazing adventures, and on the break, Daniela and I were just discussing how we need to go on their Ocala trail ride when they come here. So they're going to get both of us. Very <laughs> I would good. love to do that, Dale. If you looking forward to that? <laughs> oh, perfect! Absolutely. Only if you sing for us. <clears throat> Only if you sing for us. Um, That's a deal. There you go. Deal. deal. Gigi, have you got a little bit more? music we can have we like to hear this that was beautiful yes. yeah Listen. Like springtime's in the air here in Kansas. I'm stretching wire, getting ready for summer grass. The snow is finally melting, the flowers are coming on. Beautiful. <laughs> You're amazing. Always oh, blown away you. by your talent. And they're one of the best horses for trail riding. Good question. That's a that's a question that'll get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, think about that. What do you ride? There you, go. <laughs> you know, uh, I I grew up doing cowboy work and riding quarter horses, and I still do ride quarter horses. But I've I've ridden gated horses. Um, Fox trotters and Tennessee walkers and and uh, you know there's some there's some fabulous horses uh, that do well on trails and I am I'm kind of researching how I can open up uh, more opportunity for other disciplines of horses to ride with us mm -hmm. uh, oh, in various places. So there you go. We would we would love to open that door. So. Um, yeah, they're they're just some great horses in all disciplines and um, uh, breeds, and we we've seen some some tremendous horses on the trails. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, very good friends of mine who often co-host uh, Jody and uh, Joe Alberti have Chestnut Hill Arabians, 
and their Arabians are amazing, beautiful horses. And as you know, they're very resilient long distance. <clears throat> and my friend, Heather Reynolds, and her husband, Jeremy, Jeremy actually just won the Tevis on his Arabian, which is a really tough endurance race. It's the, the cream of the crop, really. So oh, okay. when you do make a trip to Ocala, we should get Jeremy and Heather to come and ride with us because they, the Arabians. their Arabians are some of the best in the mm. world, literally. So we could Beautiful get some horses. really top riders to come yeah. from a bunch of different disciplines be and super share fun. the experience. Super fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think yeah. often I come across people who are amazing in the show ring incredible some of the best riders but i've been out on the trail with some people who were top riders but had never been out and exactly you know seen trees mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. animals mm -hmm. and all that and their horses were just them and their horses were unprepared so i think this is great as an experience right, for people to get ready for and prepare sure and i sure. to me trail riding in the woods or being on my horse on the beach, nothing better. And I think it's good for the horses. Yes. No matter what discipline you do, I think Incredible. it's really good for their mind. For yes. the, yeah, no doubt. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. We in this part of the country, we have lots of uh, competition horses, barrel racing horses, roping horses, and they spend lots of time in the arena. But uh, we try to take them out of the arena and give them this experience. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. it, it does do a lot of good for them. It is. So, yeah, well, I believe that. Tell us about your singing career, Dal. You're very talented. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, we we love to listen to you. Share a little bit about <laughs> your about your musical background and how people can get some of your music. Well, I I've been singing for a lot of years. Uh, came from a a family. My mother sang and my dad sang, and um, so I I grew up listening to that. And I really didn't take to it until later on in life. I was 35 years old when I started getting serious about it. And uh, I'm 36 now. You knew that. I know. Right? I was going to say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I got started and, and things moved really quickly and well for me. And so I, um, I just kind of made that transition and things opened up. I have five full length CDs. I've been blessed to uh, oh, wow. record an album in Nashville. And, and um, so I have, um, you know, that, that bit of opportunity that's been presented to me to sing all over the United States and beyond with the television show and, and other concerts that I've done. Um, it's just been such a blessing to me. So um, it's something that's just kind of, I sing, I sing all the time, whether I have my guitar, I'm just out doing something. I find myself singing and, hmm. and, uh, it's just a part of, of me, I guess, kind of an expression. So, we, love um, to, we love to hear it. I mean, feel free if you have a guitar nearby to strum a couple of notes for us. <laughs> well, I, I do have a guitar there close you by. Go, please. And, That's so uh, handy. We'd love to hear just <clears throat> a little bit. Well, and it's a blessing uh, that you have a good voice because a lot of people would like to. Yes, to I can't do it. sing a single. I make a joyful noise at church and hope nobody leaves. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. Well, I wrote this little song. I think I sent you the words to it the other day. I was I was just kind of playing around with this, and so uh, this is called the horse. It's just a short short little song, but. Uh, We love him. He'll give you his heart. Make you always dream of him. The horse. His spirit is free. Like we wish ours could be. He runs wild. He plays like a child. He'll make you cry when he says his goodbye. Oh, how we love him. 
love him to give you his heart make you always dream of him oh, 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 oh. I love that. Oh my God. Dedicated to Sonny. Del, we're at Thank less you. than one minute. What a beautiful way to finish this. Beautiful. Very Thank special. Thank you so much. Very special. Thank us. you for having me on. I always it's enjoy being an with you. And we're going to make it down to Ocala. You are. There you and, go. Uh, and you got to signed together. up already. So. I'm looking forward Absolutely. to it. <laughs> we love you. Very good. Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Really an honor. Dell Shields, Best of America by Horseback, host and executive producer, and what a singer he is, <laughs> and brought tears to my eyes. So what a great show. Wonderful guests, a fantastic co-host. I love <laughs> dearly. Daniela Mogel, mm, hopefully no, she'll come back you. and see us again. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week. <laughs> Person around.